Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're ready for another edition of Movie Maniacs. It is Mike Rags and Chuck Curry uh, ready to talk about the greatest movies of all time and Batman movies. Uh, That's right, the Batman. I think that's what this one's called. The Batman is out in theaters and making tons of money, and Chuck got a chance to see it. We'll talk about that in a second, and we'll go through the history of the Batman in movies uh, through time. And this is this is right in Chuck's wheelhouse. And if it's not Poseidon Adventure, it's Batman. And Chuck's going to help us get through the history of Batman on the big screen and somewhat on the little screen as well. We'll talk about all those Batman movies a little bit later on. We've got some Fast Five, some interesting movie news as well, and we'll welcome in Chuck Curry right now chuck how you doing my friend i'm uh, i'm doing well mike how you doing i'm doing well uh well let's go right out of the bat um you know i didn't see the batman you did see the batman before we talk about your thoughts on the movie i will tell you the reason why i haven't run to the theaters to see it the three hour running time is 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 not very in- embracing for me is um, why because you're a very busy human being or you just the three hour running i gotta be honest with you that yeah i mean some of it is that and plus we had a nice weekend out here in indiana is 70 wow. degrees this weekend i don't cool. really feel like sitting in a theater for three hours to watch this film um i think they probably could have cut it down a little bit made it to maybe two two twenty two thirty and i've been a little more excited to see it three hours is a big commitment um but it is what it is if you're a batman fan no batman movies too long i assume um, if this was Superman for three hours, I probably would have seen it on opening night. I didn't. You're going to tell us how it is right now. Chuck, the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, well, let me just prefacize and say. I do believe. That people, when they go to a movie or a highly high film, they can be influenced by buzz and advanced reviews when they start sure. seeing the reviews and reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this film are 85 percent positive there's a lot of raves a lot of people saying this movie is better than the uh than the dark knight right i think you always get here's here's my thing it's like sports it doesn't have to be better right right there could be just a lot of really good ones yeah right i i'm not gonna like i i don't walk into the batman saying oh i hope this is the best Batman movie ever, and I want it to be better because I love the Chris Nolan Batman movies. I right. love those movies, and I and I love Burton's two movies. I do. Well, that's a you bring up sports is a good point because we're Mets fans, right? There's no such string. As, listen, there really is no such string as thing is the greatest quarterback of all time, in my right. opinion. There's many great quarterbacks, many great ones. Peyton well, Manning was an amazing quarterback in the regular season, maybe the best I've ever seen. Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback ever, right? Tom Brady may be the greatest winner of all time and a great quarterback, but to say one is so far ahead of the other, I don't buy that. Well, like I was saying, we're Mets Mets fans, right? So I love the 86 team. I love Mm -hmm. the 99-2000 team. I love the 2005 team. I mean, there's different genres. There's different age. You can enjoy them all. Yeah, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, right. 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 Okay, so here's the thing. I walk, I, I... in the theater I'm involved in, the Pocono Cinema in East Strasburg, we didn't show, um, we we didn't show um, the Batman on Thursday. We showed it Friday, right? So they weren't open on Thursday morning. So I I arranged a, a private screening for myself. Wow! Look at you over. Well, you pulling you pulling some weight over there, huh? So I, did you I, demand I, it? Did you like this is what I want this time? Get it on the screen. 
Well, I said, I need a favor. They said, sure. All right. <laughs> so I go in there, a, a bag of cheese noodles. Oh, they didn't turn the popcorn machines on for you. I didn't want popcorn. Oh, so okay. bag of cheese, bag of cheese noodles, a Sprite and a Hershey bar. That sounds so I good. Sit okay. down. I always, I always sit in the back to watch a movie. Always. Yes. Never in the front or in the middle. Always in the back. So I sit down. Movie starts. Here's my opinion. First off, this is the darkest they've ever gone with this material. The Batman ever. This is, this is dark stuff. It is okay. If you this all is it as dark as the Joker? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's not R rated, but it feels like an R rated film, and it has an F bomb. Wow. Yeah, I was like, whoa! Holy by Bat, cow. by Batman himself? Not by Batman. It's oh, by, okay. a, support, it's by a, a minor supporting character, and I was like, like I think they did that as a message to tell you, this is this is this not, is not your dad's Batman. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. The movie is really dark. It, it it all the comparisons to the movie Seven are accurate. It would be here's the thing. This is again Matt Reeves, the director who co-wrote this screenplay. He did the last two Planet Ace movies, Cloverfield. He's a very talented director. Yes. Okay. He obviously has a love for Batman, but he does things in this movie that are against what we've seen before in a Batman movie. Specifically, the Bruce Wayne character is very different. And I'm going to get that to a second. So anyway, the movie starts. It feels like a mixture of seven Chinatown, because it is a pure detective story. It's right. not a big action movie, Mike. I heard he doesn't and even you know, punch anybody in this film. No, he beats the hell out of a few people. Okay. He doesn't kill anybody. Okay. So it feels like seven, because it is a... The, the, okay, the Riddler played by Paul Dano feels like Jigsaw from a Saw movie. Wow. And he's scary. You know... Not to me, but to just right. You're, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's scary. And he's intense. This is not like Jim Carrey's Riddler and Batman forever. <laughs> so he's like Jigsaw in, in the Saw movie. Right. Um, Catwoman, Selena Kyle, played by Zoe Kravitz. I thought it was great. I thought she fit the universe, this universe that Matt Reeves and the real star. I mean, just the real star of this movie is Gotham City. The characters all get a lot of screen time, some more than others. I don't want to give away spoilers. This is surprisingly this one character that doesn't get a lot of screen time. And I was really surprised. Want me to tell you? Cover your sure. ears. It's it's Alfred. I don't even know I who plays who Andy, plays Alfred. Andy Serkis. Oh, okay, and yeah. And he's really good, but he doesn't get a lot of screen time. He's I don't want to say anymore. He doesn't get a lot of screen time. He gets like a couple scenes and they're good. And I can see in future movies. Okay, so because I'm going to get to my point, I'm going to mention Robert Pattinson last. So Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Now it's a detective story. It's a mystery, right? So Batman is a detective in this movie, just like the original comics. He is a detective. He's trying to figure out who is killing influential people in Gotham City. Gotcha. It's obviously it's the Riddler, right? And he's trying to figure out who is doing this. And along the way of this journey, he meets different characters. One is Selena Kyle, Catwoman. And I got to tell you, Mike, she fits this material really well. Like, it's a really good character. She plays it really well. She's extremely likable. She's just good. Like, right. she, it just feels right. 
Paul Dano's Riddler is he's just crazy. Like he's crazy and intense. All right. And he's good. Colin Farrell's Penguin. He's in under prosthetics. You can't see his Colin Farrell. I'm going to tell you, Mike, he's awesome. Like really? he, the movie is electric when he's on screen. Electric. He's channeling, and, and I believe it's on purpose. He is channeling Robert De Niro's Al Capone in The Untouchables. Gotcha. He just feels like that character. And he's what? super good. Why am I sensing there's a huge butt coming at the end of all this? No, uh, okay. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Jeffrey Wright. He's really good. Now they yeah. make, they just assume now, now they don't, this is not an origin story, although it's Batman's first two years. So it, it feels, okay, the movie sort of feels like if Batman was Batman before the maturity of a Christian Bale Batman. Does gotcha. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's like, he is like Batman and Batman. He's been doing his thing. He's called vengeance by most people and including himself. And it's like Batman on tr- with training wheels and he's a pure detective. It's not a big action movie. Right. Okay. So Jeffrey Wright is really good. So you just, he's just, he's just commissioned to go and they, they already have a relationship. And all the police don't like Batman other than him. So they, they, that, and it's a really good incarnation of Commissioner Gordon. He's really good. So I like everything here, right? Mm-hmm. Alfred's good. The pace is sort of a slow burn, right? It's a slow burn. It's atmospheric. It has an intensity. It feels like the movie seven. It really does. And it's dark. Like there's a scene, an opening scene where Batman takes on a, a gang of thugs uh, who were in a, in, a, in a subway, like in a subway uh, underground. And, it, and, it, it is, and it's, it's pitch black. I mean, it is the darkest I've ever seen this material. Uh, and, it, and it almost, I, I was trying to describe when I was watching like the first 20 minutes and I'm like to myself and I'm like, there's no fantasy here. None. Right. It's like this is this is these this is Batman in an absolute real world setting. Now here's the thing. In an hour into this movie, there's a scene. Now it holds my attention completely. There's it is and I'm not I'm gonna get to Robert Pattinson last, but there's a scene in this movie about an hour in where Batman's in cost like they he gets knocked out, he's in the police station, right? Yeah. And all the police are turning on him. So he's running. It's a little bit spoilery, but I'm going to tell it. He's running away from the police, right? He gets up on the rooftop and he jumps and he flies. And I got to tell you, Mike, holy crap. My adrenaline went into overdrive. It was so exciting to me. Like it felt so awesome. And, I'm, and that movie completely hooked me at that point, right? And there's another sequence in the movie where later on where they sort of introduce the Batmobile. Right. And it and it was in my adrenaline flowed like my adrenaline flowed. Now here now I'm sitting here watching this, and here's my my caveat. And I like the film. I absolutely like the film, but Reeves variates the Bruce Wayne character more than any interpretation ever. Right, Michael Keaton's Batman, and we'll talk about this more later. Was was a little bit schizophrenic, and I like that. To me, that would be my Batman. And and but here's the thing. Pattinson's Batman, Bruce Wayne. Well, he's 80, 80% of the screen time. He's Batman in the Batman garb. 
Wow. He's not Bruce Wayne. It's, it's very little Bruce Wayne in this movie. And he speaks very low. And Bruce Wayne in this movie is totally, totally disturbed, void of light. He doesn't go out in the daytime, right? Almost like a vampire. Interesting. Right? It, it, it's, it's a totally different vision of Bruce Wayne. And he's pale. And there's a couple shots of him. It, 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 so I sort of like, like I had to, I had to swallow it. Like I'd accept it because it is what it is. This is a vision of Matt Reeves. It's not the vision I like of Bruce Wayne, but as the movie evolved, I found Pattinson connectable and his connection with Selena Kyle felt very real and actually sweet, even though he's disturbed. And he, it's almost like, it's like, like somebody who lived in a cave for for 20, I guess he's playing Batman in his upper 20s. Pattinson is 35 in real life. It's almost like somebody who was a complete recluse. And I mean a recluse. This is not the Bruce Wayne of partying or or nightlife or richness. This is a Bruce Wayne that's completely disturbed, that's probably losing everything. Only His only humanity is his contact with Alfred. And the relationship is not warm and fuzzy. Make sense? Yeah. And he's pale. He's like pale. And that was like wow, this is so different. So I had to, I had to accept that. Now, as the movie go, as the movie goes on, I just, I, he grew on me more and more. He just grew on me more and more. Cause it's such a variation and different, uh, different take on Bruce Wayne. Now, when he says Batman, he's really good. He's, he's really good. And it's th- three hours. I didn't really have a problem with the running time. I mean, you could have shaved 15 minutes off this movie. Yeah, you could have. But it's a very different variation. It's it's very dark. It has very little. It, I would say it has almost no sense of humor. I laughed a couple of times because I found the penguin. I found that performance so good. Mm-hmm. And he has a couple of lines. Like he, he says to Batman, hey, hey, what's your problem, sweetheart? Like he's funny. He's like he's just confident in that role. So I laughed a couple of times. But the musical score, which a lot of people really like, is sort of like um. It fits the material. It's dark and downbeat. It's not, this is not Danny Elfman's Batman. This is not Hans Zimmer. This doesn't have the fun elements of Chris Nolan's Dark Knight movies. Right. It just doesn't. Like it. it, it like when 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 in the Nolan movies, your adrenaline was pumping for a different reason. This movie is grounded in a harsh reality. It's very dark. It's it, it's it's like I said. This is the darkest they've ever taken this material. I was actually surprised how dark he took it, to be honest with you. It felt in a lot of ways. And it also and also John Turturro plays Carmen Falcone, a character we've seen in, the, in, in Batman Begins. He plays it. It feels like he's out of a Godfather movie. Like he's sort of like a low key mobster. Well, it but, sounds, he's, yeah. but he's menacing. It, yeah. okay, so I would add seven Chinatown, the Godfather, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> And Batman in that in the same universe, and you get the Batman, and you're going to get a lot of people who are going to love this movie, but you're going to get this. It will not. It, this will not be, in my opinion, completely universally embraced like Spider-Man: No Way Home, because it's not. It doesn't have a sense of fun. It works on a completely le- different level. Well, let and me ask almost, you this: I, It I almost, almost sounds. I have to see it a second time to really judge it against all the other Batman movies. On the first viewing, I would say, I would say eight out of ten. Wow, 
Well, it almost sounds like to me, Chuck, that this movie almost could live on its own if he didn't have a mask on. If he wasn't Batman, it would just would have been an interesting movie regardless because of all the characters. And, and, and the I think story. that's the operative word. It's a really interesting wor- uh, movie. And I w- oh, let me just say this. I am surprised that Warner Brothers gave Matt Reeves complete carte blanche, complete autonomy to do what he wanted here. There is no, there is not a single ounce of studio interference in this movie, Mike. No mm. way, no how. And I can tell you, when the movie ended, when the movie ended, it ended, it did end on like on hope. And you could feel that this dark, spooky, weird, completely broken Bruce Wayne will evolve into, I think, what Christian Bale is in the Nolan movies. Does that make sense? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I so mean, we uh, is, it, 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 this movie, I think, will become even more interesting when they film another two installments with 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 these same characters. And interesting. A, and, and they add, I'm not going to give this away. In the last five minutes, they introduce another villain played by an actor who's an unknown. And it is like, I knew this was going to happen. And test screenings, I knew this, I knew of this scene. And I read that they were very split on should they keep it in or should they cut it? They kept it in. Should they have cut it? I would have cut it. Well, I, I know there's no, there's no, because, there's no, because this villain is so pow- so important in the Batman universe that I, I just think, I don't know, I don't know. If that's the right actor, I mean, obviously the director thinks that's the right actor, but he's an unknown actor playing a super important role. Well, it almost sounds like you're you're giving away what that villain is without really giving that villain away. I'm and not going to say it, though. There's no uh, there's no I know there's no mid credit, and no end credit tag on either. Well, at three hours, they better not add stuff at the end of it, too. I mean, uh, it's a little long. So but you can you can see by the poster and the, and the opening credit of the Batman, the way the like the color scheme of it. Yeah, it's telling you this is a, this is a uh, don't expect. Uh, what about gadgets? Is, a lot of gadgets. No. Wow. When he, but when he uses them, they're exciting. There's what not a, a lot of gadgets in this movie. Interesting. Now, I, I'll tell you another thing. Uh, it's a little not a really a spoiler, but it, it, there's a scene at the end, right? Where Batman's and, and let me tell you something. He's fighting off. Scary people like 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 a. Uh, Almost like cultists. He's fighting like cultists of the Riddler at the end. Right. Right. Who want to who want to mass murder people. Right. Right. So Batman sort of gets knocked out like he can't get up. He's really wounded. Right. He pops his thing out of his out of his out of his utility belt. It's like a, it's like an adrenaline pack. And he and he shoots it into his leg and he goes into his rage. He starts beating the hell out of this guy. <laughs> But Pattinson really grew on me. Okay. But, my, but but if I had to change one thing, that's not the Bruce Wayne I would have. It's not the Bruce Wayne I would have wrote. Gotcha. I would have wrote. I would have wrote. I, I, I like the broken Bruce Wayne. I like the disturbed Bruce Wayne. But this really takes it to another level. I also like the, I also like the Bruce Wayne that runs his business, too. Right. Wayne Enterprises. A lot of the what Nolan there's a did. Line in this, there's a line in this movie where Alfred says, are you going to get dressed? The accountants are coming. We're going to lose everything. And he says, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. And they leave it at that. And and also Wayne Manor is weird looking. Like, it's just weird looking. It, 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 I can't describe it. it can just you looks... see the can you see Robin in this universe? 
I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could. Be a dark one. That's but it's for sure. a dark, this is a dark universe. And but like I've been reading a lot, I've been watching some YouTube videos, and this they, they're using a lot of they're using a lot of the scripting and, and future scripting. They like they're using in in, in in very popular graphic Batman novels. So I it sort of sets up for a lot of like a lot of craziness in the next installment with multiple villains. But I gotta tell you, the one like walking out of the theater, this which I like, it made me think a lot. And I like that. I like that. Well, it's that's always, good. That's a good thing. It made me think a lot. And I gotta tell you, Zoe Kravitz stayed with me. Her, her Selena Kyle, I really liked her a lot in this movie. Yeah, and the was, penguin. I've liked her work a lot. I thought that was good casting, as a matter of fact. Let's talk. The business of Batman is good too. Fifty-seven million dollar Friday opening. It's looking yeah, like one hundred twenty. Yeah, which for, 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 for the a three-hour movie, that's pretty dark. That's really good. Here's the thing: I was reading AMC theaters, right, and some other theaters are going to go to what's called variable. They're going to test variable pricing, so the pr- ticket prices for the Batman are going to be higher than another movie normal, playing yeah. in that multiplex. Right, so they, right, right. I, obviously, they feel their way out of getting out of the COVID hole is higher ticket prices and wow. let's be honest with it with inflation everybody's doing it yeah so a, so a 15 dollar batman movie basically here's and- what i i read in los angeles at a regular movie theater mike ticket sale ticket prices for batman are like 17 dollars and something cents yeah it's a lot it's a lot of money it's a lot I of mean, money i remember i was saying this on another radio spot i did when i was a little boy i went to the avenue movie theater in Brooklyn, New York, and I watched *The Towering Inferno* for like the tenth time, and I paid fifty cents. Think about that. Yeah, well, we're far cry from that, which is why these these box office takes will be will be you know you talk about inflation and all that stuff. It won't it won't be as big as it probably should have been, but still, it's getting a healthier business in the in the in the theaters. Let's hope the momentum continues. Although there's really not come anything coming out for a while. Uh, Batman should do well for the next few weeks there. When does it get released on HBO Max? 45 days from uh, Friday. That's probably when I'll see That's probably when I'll see it, Chuck, because I hate to say it. I feel like this movie would play better for me. If I watch one hour, I'm going to take a break. I'll get the next hour the next day and then the third hour the final day and watch it more like the Irishman. I will say this. Uh, I've read a lot of reviews and there's so many positives. And it's a lot of people love it. It has its naysayers, though. And my buddy Scott went to see it, and he loves the Chris Nolan Batman movies. He hated this movie, which I found really interesting. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's a lot different than the Nolan ones, and we'll get to that. It's very different. A little bit later on. Um, they're my there's favorite Similarities, as well. though. I don't want to say there's similarities, but right. it's also very different. Chuck, let's dive into some movie news. We'll get back into Batman later on when we okay. go through uh, all of the movies. The big thing that came out over the last 24 hours or so an I am legend sequel in development starring Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. I like the casting, but I scratch my head a little bit as how is Will Smith in this movie? Well, here's the thing. It, it, this was reported by variety in the Hollywood reporter. So this is going to happen. Yeah, this is ironclad. They, they, OK, well, Will Smith actually posted something as well. Right now. Here's the thing. In, in, 
the original when I I am Legend came out, I liked that film. I yeah, love the both first half. Yeah. First half was damn good. First His half was one of the greatest really sci-fis good. in a while. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was and really then the CGI is bad, right? And so the ending, like all the all the uh, I Am Legend movies, which is the name of the novel by Richard Matheson. There was a movie called uh, The Last Man on Earth in '64 mm-hmm. with Vincent Price, right? Neville Omega uh, Man. Well, he played Robin Morgan, I think. Uh, yeah. But then the character is Robin Neville. So Charlton Heston played it in the Omega Man in '71, and then I Am Legend. The the, the whole idea of the novel. Is that the, the main character Neville or Morgan in the first one? He 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 gets killed uh, by, by the vampires or whatever you call them, mutants in the Mega Man. They made him mutants, but because he the, the the idea is he is the monster. He he is the he is the he is the antagonist to these to this these people, whatever they call. It. So that was the point that the main character gets killed. There's an alternative cut that they filmed, which is on the DVD. You can find lives. it on YouTube as well. Yeah, right. Where he lives, he gets he in the lives. call with with a with female uh, Alice Braga. Song, right. Yeah. And and they go they go off. Right. And I, I like that. But here's the thing in the theatrical cut, which really should be the definitive cut. Robert Neville, played by Will Smith, dies. He blows he dies. Up yeah. Yeah. Save that. Save them. Right. To save the rest of the humans. He dies at the end. Yep. Right. Now, I get why they want. Now, I know they talk for a few years about a prequel about a prequel i don't want to see that like Nobody what's the does. point who cares well part right? of the movie i am legend is a prequel too if you remember that they, they show like how the the right. virus starts and all and what he's responsible for and all well, that they did stuff. a few flashbacks in night but yeah. you know nobody's gonna pay to see that so here's the thing if they do and they say the script they're not going to give any plot points him and Michael B. Jordan, in a, in a, it's, it, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd see that. Don't I'd get me wrong. Yeah. But I guess you're going to go, I guess either, either he didn't blow up, which is ridiculous, or they're going to go with the alternative cut. Now, I guess with, 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 um, what, what they've Can't done do now with the Halloween franchise and, and, and ju- recutting Justice League, the Snyder's version. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me, what are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, I was the first thing I thought of is the end of Halloween, too. Um, and, and maybe he didn't blow up. I, I you can't. I, I don't know. Like you said, it's, now, it's would Michael B. Jordan be playing a villain in this movie? You think who knows? Who knows? I, it makes you wonder why they didn't think this through when they made the original. I am legend. You have Will Smith in this role. Big budget blockbuster movie that you knew was going to make millions and billions of here, dollars. Here, here, why would you kill him at the end? I agree. Here's what's interesting, though. Like. In the Omega Man, which I love that movie. I think we both love that movie. It, yeah. it, I grew up on the movie. I love that movie. I love the score. It's just awesome. And I, lo- I love like his death scene. Heston was awesome. But Anthony Zerb as the antagonist, Matthias. Yeah. The guy was awesome in that movie. And it is a bit. Let's be honest. It's a B movie. With yeah. Heston. It's a, it has B movie r- roots. But it's so entertaining. Well, I Am Legend does not have that type of character. And that's part of the problem with the movie. It doesn't have the antagonist bad guy that no, you, they botched goes up they bought they botched the they botched the bad thing. guys yeah they oh, did they completely bought and, and 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 that cgi is horrible and it to me like unfin- it's unfinished cgi it's bad if, if they're going to do this they might as well bring back the german shepherd too because to me he was the star of the film and uh and, and if they're going to bring if will smith can live again why can't the dog live again chuck that's how i look at it and then and yeah, then you it, got me when i rewatch because that's on um Netflix. When I put that on at the ice cream parlor, it's hard to watch that scene 
on it's terrible. It, it's yeah, so it's bad. Hard to watch it. It's so bad because it's it, sad. Because yeah. it's sad. It takes nobody all the momentum to, out of the movie. Right, and, nobody wants to watch the dog die. No. Right. And now when you've got another 40 minutes to go in the film, too, and you're like, well, wait a More. minute. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a downer. Having Don't, said that, there's a lot of good things in that movie. Uh, uh, the production design was incredible. He's great it's, in it, too. He's terrific. The concept's terrific. The art direction's really good in it, too. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, but, so so this is going to be interesting. It is. Let's see how it plays out. Another interesting thing, and I know it's a trend that you hate, but how about yeah. a straight to Hulu alien movie coming out by Fetty Alvarez, who's done the Don't Breathe movies? And I was a big fan of the original. I didn't I, see the I, second. I, I don't have a problem with that. Listen, this concept, I, we've said this before. After James Cameron's Aliens in 1986, they will never do a better alien movie, right? They've tried. It's like. It's not going to have it's, it's like it's it like a, it's, it's like somebody perfect. getting it's up to home good. plate and hitting three grand slams in a row. And that's what James Cameron did in Aliens. It's trying to make another Titanic movie. That's great. You can't do it's it. It's never going to happen. You can't do it. You can't do it. So so I'm OK with this. Um, also, too, Hulu really get into the game. And, of and there'll be movies. a Predator movie going to Hulu. Yeah, too, right. They're, uh, 20th Century Fox is going to make 10 plus movies per year for Hulu. Uh, that's a lot. Um. I actually just watched a Hulu movie, uh, No Exit, that came out last weekend. I wanted to bring it up, Chuck. It's actually pretty good. It's about a, a bunch of uh, people locked up into a uh, on a snowy night in a in a rest area. And it's a murder mystery. Uh, Dennis Haberth is in it. Of oh, course, really? the, be- the best president of all time. Right. In 24. Yes, 24. It's got some really good twists and turns to it. It's a, it's a pretty big- good commercials, too. Huh? What's that? He does some pretty good commercials. He does some great commercials. Um, yeah. I'd actually recommend it. It's not a bad movie. Uh, right. It's on Hulu. Um, go check it out. It's called No Exit. It's a good little horror movie. Um, Boy, there is so much content to be. And I, yeah, I oh, actually yeah. watched. I actually watched the first episode of Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he, he was really good. It, it, there yeah, is. You're, you're right. Five a muscle. He's he's a pretty good actor. He's good. There's so much content, Chuck, that they're. They've already agreed to make another Hercule Poirot movie with uh, Kenneth Branagh. I mean, is Death in the Nile? Are these movies making money? It appears that the it appears that the the revenue stream is enough to keep cranking them out. It's unbelievable. I heard they're going to do another third whodunit with him in it. I I don't even do you know one person that saw Death in the Nile? Yeah, two. And they liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, (laughs) I do. They actually liked it a lot. They said it was a really good mystery. Well, I, I hope so, because that's what it's playing as. It better yeah. be right. Uh, what no, other movie? I, news? I, I, I got one. Uh, there, there was a, uh, the city of Los Angeles gave a bunch of tax credits for Hollywood to film movies there. I think one is they're going to do Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Oh, boy. Here and we it's going to it's going to film this year. It appears finally. And, and, and uh, it's an Amazon Prime project. Whether it plays in a movie theater, I don't know. Is, but, it, Eddie, uh, is it an Eddie project? That's all that anybody yes. cares about. It is. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Murphy will return as Axel Foley. Listen, we both know in 1984 when the original Beverly Hills Cop came out, it was the number one grossing film. He made more money than Ghostbusters, even though it was R-rated. That was one of the greatest audience participation times I've ever had in a movie theater. I must have seen it eight or nine times. Great movie. It was so damn enjoyable. People went nuts. They yelled at the screen. They laughed. Good characters all over the place. Completely invested in in Foley and, and the support. Judge Reinhold. And what's what was his name? 
John, what was his John name? Aston, John Aston, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Aston, I mean, yeah. Th- those guys, it, that movie was awesome. Now, the sequel was okay. Was I liked the, the second one, one was, a lot. I thought the, the second one was very one, funny. The third one stunk. The third one's one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's plain and simple. Um, and then there was a there was a pilot, right? They made a pilot TV show. And it never aired. It never, never aired. aired. And uh, and he was I involved in that. that. Yeah, I think he had a cameo in it. Um, well, I we could never get enough Eddie Murphy, if you ask me. And Eddie Murphy in his best role. No, of all listen, time. I agree, hundred percent. Now here's here's another one. Last week we talked about The Godfather being re released on 179 AMC screens across the country uh, in a 4K restoration for its 50th anniversary. Actually, it made 975 thousand and had the largest per wow. screen average of any movie. Actually, more people sat in a single auditorium per auditorium than the number one movie Uncharted. I like that. Good. Yeah, that's a great news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not surprised uh, if I was playing here, I might have gone and seen it um, on an IMAX screen. That would have been kind of cool to do um, Uncharted sequel. I heard that there's that's actually going to happen. Yeah, it'll happen. Yep. Uh, hey, here's one I got. What else uh, you got? Universal Pictures is going to do a Madonna biopic. It will be directed by Madonna herself. Florence Pugh uh, from uh, uh, Fighting With My Family and Black Widow, who's really appealing. She's up for the title role, although they are looking at a couple or a handful of unknown musicians to play Madonna. uh, Now, we got the superhero genre in full force, but this subgenre of of the biopics, uh, Freddie Mercury, Elton John, those are really good movies, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. I absolutely, like them a lot. yeah, yeah, yep. Good uh, enough to good enough to watch again. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous entertainment value on both. the The Elvis biopic will come out this summer. Uh, I like the. I listen. If Madonna is honest, and I believe she will be. What's and all? It could be a really good movie. Could be. It's hard. Listen, it's, listen, she was a major pop culture force. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. So yeah. come on. I mean, it, this could be a really good movie with some uh, unbelievable songs. And, and, and we talked about they're going to do a Michael Jackson biopic. But we talked about like that's the weirdest one, because if you go what's and all, it's going to alienate half his fan base. It's, it's going to alienate. All, it's going to be a disturbing movie. It's going to alienate his family. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe better left on uh, left alone. No, probably. Although he's got so much great music, that might be something later on. Just let's wait, right? Let's. The farther we get away from it, and in his death, maybe we we'd be better off. Uh, but boy, oh boy, talk about great music. I'm sure Prince will be brought up sooner or later too. I'm sure they'll make a Prince movie with his music as well. It's just, yeah, it's a good great, little, great it's music. a, it's a cool little genre, right? That you can well, have some it fun is with. A cool, it is, a, it is a cool genre, and and, yeah. and is the possibility. I was saying, you know, they they've talked about a Frank Sinatra biopic with Scorsese directing for years. If you did a Frank Sinatra biopic, one, it'd be a fascinating. Movie, that would be you unbelievable. Have to, you have to do, you have to do that once and all. You almost you have, have to have him direct it too. Oh my God, that would be unbelievable. That would be that would be now, incredible. Here's a, a, some casting here uh, going against the grain. Chris Helmsworth, who, who's so likable as Thor, is going to play the villain in the Mad Max prequel Furiosa. OK, now, now I, I, I love him. Uh, it'd be good to see him as a villain, too. We haven't now, seen Charlie Theron's not going to play that character. Uh, She's Anna not. Joy, what, what's her name? Anna Joy, that actress. Yeah. You know I'm talking about. Yeah. She has a middle name. I, I don't remember. Yeah, the the uh, okay. the, uh, the girl from Split, and uh, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and and 
and um, Jason Momoa officially. Has and that is not, by the way, that's bill. not going to be yeah. a George Miller movie either, right? That is, I don't think that's no, him. I think it is. It is. I oh, think, okay. No, I, do, I do think it is. Okay, good. That's He's hope. Seventy-eight years old. That's uh, hope. He and the guy could direct tremendous action. Uh, Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, will play officially the villain in Fast and the Furious Ten. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I mean, Fast Why and Furious right? 9 just came up on HBO Max. I might give it a watch. I know. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't see it. I, I probably should watch all nine of them. I don't know how many I've actually seen. No, I got uh, this week in movie and this week in TV history. Two things and then we move forward. OK, this week in movie history. By the way, I will say this before I will cut you off. My Dad. my sister just texted me. Yeah, she just walked out of Batman. OK. Um, I, she said, just finished. I said, I heard it's dark. And she says, oh, it is. Reminds me of seven. It's exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I love seven, you know, so maybe there's hope for me yet to like this movie. Who knows? Um, all right. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. What else you got? This week in movie history, March 5th, 1970. Airport opens in theaters, becomes a big hit and opens the door. For the disaster genre, even though it's re- really a melodramatic soap opera with with a, a a terrific scene on an airplane when that bomb blows up. I like that movie a lot, actually. Yeah, it I, plays I, really I, well still, too. It does play well. Yeah, it plays really well. And, and uh, if you're a Dean Martin fan, it's really cool. And yep, I was. Yep. One other TV, TV, TV uh, history this week in TV history, March 3rd, 1985, Moonlight. With Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard premiere. Moonlighting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Moonlighting. Moonlight is a different movie, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have rather seen Bruce Willis in Moonlight, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, Moon, three, Moon. Year, three years later, he, he becomes John McClane in Die Hard and the rest is history. She went on to do Sybil. Uh, that became a big hit sitcom. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I liked her a lot. They were both rare personalities. That is one of those both shows, though. Ego, both egomaniacs who did not get along, but it was yeah, a good they didn't show. like each other. That is also yeah. one of those shows that once they hooked up, the popularity of the show went right into the tank. Too, yeah, because it, it kills the tension. It kills all that tension. But too. At, at, at what point can you can you can you the rubber band? You, how how much can you stretch it before you you know? It's like this TV show Castle, right? Yeah. Like I I, I didn't watch the show religiously, so I don't know if they hooked up, but. They, they always kept them on edge. I always like that actress a lot from Castle, by the way. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 attractive. very good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. All right, I'm Chuck, good. let's do fast five real fast. All right. Um, Let's do Daniel Craig, Batman. Um, I mean, not Batman, John James Bond. I mean, I got you got all wrapped you, up in the bat. You threw me here, Mike. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, Dan- I, I, Although I, Daniel Craig as Batman would be interesting. Uh, here's it. I'm not going to say he's best, but. I, I thought he was extremely likable as, as a sort of the, the male second. The, the Nicole Kidman was the lead. He was a love interest in a supporting role in the movie Invasion, which is the Invasion of the Body Snatchers variation remake. I thought he was super, super likable. I liked his work a lot in that film. And it showed me that he's actually a really likable guy on film. Yeah. When he when he entered Bond, he was a super he played that role super, super serious. Especially well, in the first one. I mean, Casino Royale, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Skyfall, we both absolutely love. Yeah. But I also liked his work in uh, Knives Out. I thought he's fantastic in that movie. He's, he's really good. He's a, and and uh, I, I, he's got a lot of gas in the tank. There's a lot of good things. he. Can I do. think so, too. I think he's going to have a good post bond career. No doubt about it. 
Um, he and, probably uh, would. He he probably would be really good as a lead in a disaster movie. No, probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think so. And even look, Cowboys and Aliens has a lot of problems with it. It's Don't very get me wrong. Flawed, but, but he's, he's good, good in, in it. it. He holds his it, own. It with, has interesting elements. That's a yeah. really. In, that's what you call a really interesting misfire. No. Yeah. Yep. It, it, good director, good stars, good concept. It just never it, it never gets going. You know, it just never, no. never gets going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, an actor we're both big fans of Oscar Isaac has a birthday this weekend as well. Um, he is 50. He's 43 years old, actually. Uh, we're Young. both huge fans of him. You tell me. Well, Star I mean, Wars. he's Star great. Wars I mean, he's great good. in Star Wars. He's great as Poe. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Ex Machina, he's really good in his. Oh, I love that movie. That's a really good movie. He's really good yep. in that. Yep. Um, and I, I think he's actually hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend, too. Oh, is he? I didn't know yeah. that. Um, he's got to talk about someone who's got a big career ahead of him. Definitely. Definitely him. Um, but I do like him. And I, I like him as Poe a lot. I think, you know, with all those characters running around and you had the old characters, and new characters. I think I think he stood out in those movies, Chuck. He found a way. He didn't get a lot of screen time. But he found a way. How he, about he, a, here's a here's yeah, a name from the past. Linda Fiorentino, who is uh, 64 years old this weekend. Vision Quest, right? Vision Quest. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. She's also Men in Black. Don't forget yeah. the original as well. She's really good in that. She had a, in, I remember in Vision Quest, she had a real strong, confident female presence in that movie. Yeah, she's really different. good. She's a, remember she did, got, she did Gotcha that year, too, yeah, with uh, Anthony that. Edwards. Uh, that was her yep. first movie, Vision Quest. Yeah. Of all time. Matthew uh, Modine. Real good stuff. How about Raul Julia, Chuck? He died way too young. He's only 54 yeah, I, when I he know, passed it's a bummer. away. Uh, bummer. Street, remember how gaunt he looked in yeah, Street he looked Fighter? Really, he, he looked super gaunt. Uh, but I mean, I mean he's is it great. Go, he Gomez now. Adams. I mean, he's great. I mean, he is Gomez, right? I, he's yeah. perfect in that. I thought he was perfect. I also liked him in Presumed Innocent as uh, as the lawyer for Har yeah. Harrison Ford. He's really good in that. I remember him as the villain in The Rookie, the Clint Eastwood movie with, uh, Sony with Charlie Sheen. And yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Um, last but not least, and you can pick actor or director, but al although he's done most of his great work as director, Rob Reiner is uh, 75 years old this weekend, Chuck. I mean, now, of course, he is meathead people. If you don't I know, know, I know he's he's Mike Stivic, Mike Stivic and, and all the family, which, listen, that show will stand the test of time forever. And, and he's an equally important component of that show as Carol O'Connor was. He was because the conflict that they had was perfect because together. they played off each other beautifully. They really did. Yep. Um, In terms but, of directing, he's had a great career as a director. Misery. Um, few good men. And 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 uh, uh, what was that? Uh, all the kids stand by me. Stand by me too. Yeah. Right? Stand by me. When Harry met Sally, right? He did oh, yeah. that one as well. Very good. He's done some, and then he hit he hit the wall when he made North. Hit, his career yeah. went south, right? Kind of. Yeah, it it did. And uh, although the American president came out the year after it. Oh, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I love he, that movie actually. Yeah, he's done his some. Body of work is good. Chuck. Uh, and he's a heck of a guest when he was on Bill Maher. I always like. Yeah, I always, I always like. Yeah, he's a very. Yeah. he's very liberal. There's no doubt yeah, about I, it. But I, he's, you know, he, he's an intelligent guy. I follow him on Twitter often. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me okay. wrong. All right, Chuck. Let's uh, let's talk about Batman on the big screen. Now we both grew up. You come home from school, you mm -hmm. throw Batman on, 
and, and you're watching the TV. Tell series. me what channel you watched it on. 11 PIX, baby. Yes. Only channel one place 11, I think I think I came from school three, th- one episode at three, one at three thirty. Yeah. And, if and, you, and that's it, how I discovered it. And if Yvonne Craig was on, I was in a better mood the rest of the day. There's no I, doubt she about was it. She was awesome as Batgirl. Unbelievable. Batgirl, Batgirl, Unbelievable. Batgirl. It was so exciting. Hey, here's the thing. Adam West was awesome. He was. He just was. And, and, and listen, it was silly and it was tongue in cheek. But it, those villains. They were they love what they oh, did. they love. lit up they, the they, screen they, and they, they chewed the screen they up cast really good people. Oh, Cesar Romero. I mean, Vincent Price, Victor Bono is King Tut. Where can I mean, you watch? Well, oh, I think Ruku, right, has those episodes. Yep. And uh, of course, Burgess Meredith, Burgess Meredith. I mean, so good. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero is a perfect Joker. Vincent um, Price was egghead. Now, the reason I bring it up, because they did make a movie that did get released in, ja- yeah. in July of 66, Batman, yeah. the movie, which yeah. basically was a TV series extended. Yeah. But it's very watchable. Oh, yeah. It's I love a, this show. It's a lot of fun. It's really weird how it burned because they were they, they they filmed so many episodes in one season. It lasted a couple of years. It burned itself out. But it was it, the popularity. It went straight up, straight down. But in syndication, it lived. And uh Adam West looked amazing for most most of his life. He was in great shape, and uh, he was a tough loss when he passed. Yeah, but that was. was a really good show, and yeah. that was most people's first incarnation of, of Batman. Batman. And Robin yeah. Ro- and Burt Ward played Robin. Yep. Um, and then it would take, believe it or not, twenty three years. I thought Alfred was ridiculous, but it was what it was. It, no it doubt was about fun. it. No doubt yeah. about it. Uh, twenty three years later, the hype, the build up. June 23rd, 1989. I'm sure you remember where you were that day. I know I saw it with my sister that day. Batman debuts. And there was some controversy leading up to it, Chuck. We're not going to lie about it. Michael Keaton getting cast as Batman scratched a lot of people's heads. Now it's pre-internet. This is pre-internet. And I'm sure it would have been a lot worse. It was a lot of fan letters to Warner Brothers. Like, why are you casting Michael Keaton? Well, let's face it. Before that, all he was doing was gung-ho and night shift. And And Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice. You have a whore. Uh, he did do clean and sober did, before did, that. And if you watch clean and sober, you realize he had the acting chops to do it. And I think but, over years now, I remember originally when I saw Michael Keaton in a role, I was to me itself was like, he doesn't look menacing enough. It didn't seem like he could ever really get in a fight with anybody over years. Now I've grown to the fact that, okay, Michael Keaton was a pretty darn good Batman. But at the time, even I said, I mean, come on. It's it's like Roger Moore is James Bond. He's 90 years old. He's fighting. But people. That, the scene in Batman where he's upside down swinging like a bat is pretty cool. Yeah. And it, and it goes into psychology of, you know, what he what he was doing. Here's Let's the thing. face it, though. Is that movie as immortal if Jack Nicholson's not the Joker? I got to tell you, let me just prefacize when that movie was coming out. I lived in Brooklyn. I, I was working in Manhattan. And on every bus and every train, there was that bad emblem. And it, and it was in that movie changed his, history the way Jaws changed history in 75. It was Warner. OK, what Warner Brothers did in 89 is they bought airtime on almost every station and they ran a three minute trailer a month before it came out. Yep. And when people saw Keaton as Batman and, and Jack Nicholson's Joker, and that was a great trailer because they showed some cool stuff. Mm hmm. It hyped people up. And then they went to movie theaters the next day to watch a trailer in a movie theater. They just paid to see the trailer. I mean, that's how juiced up people were. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember 2020 with Barbara Walters did a a whole segment, like a half hour segment, which is on YouTube now. You can watch it on YouTube 
about the filming of Batman. They filmed it in Inglewood Studios in London, England. And they talked to Burton and this, and then John Peters and, uh, about the filming of it. And they also, it was really good. That got me so super psyched. I couldn't wait to see it. Morning of, I run to the newsstand. And I remember I got the Daily News and the New York Post. The New York Post gave a four stars out of four. David L. 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 Stein was a critic. Kathleen Carroll was a critic for the, for the Daily News. No, he was a post. She was the Daily News. She gave it three and a half stars. I couldn't wait. I went to see it at a night show uh, that night. And I got to tell you, and I'm going to be honest, my first reaction was I liked a lot of it and some of it perplexed me. And like a lot of Burton's work, I had the same feeling with Beetlejuice. I went, I wound up seeing Batman 10 times in a movie theater and it grew on me and grew on me more and more. And I, and I, the, the museum sequence is still one of my top five all-time favorite scenes in a movie. When Batman, when, when Vicky Vale throws the water in the Joker's face and he's like, I'm melting, I'm melting. Right. Boo. And Batman comes through the skylight. Mike, that is awesome. That is yeah. to me awesome uh, filmmaking. My I, initial my initial reaction was not like yours, though. I did yeah. not like it. I th- okay. there was and not there enough were, action. There were people who had that feeling. There were yeah. there 100%. weren't enough action. There's not enough fight scenes. There's not enough fun. Um, and too much Robert Wool. Much like Tim Burton, he concentrates so much on minor characters. He does it even worse in Batman Returns. Uh, uh, Vicky Vale, n- you know. Not great. Good. Not great. Um, Jack, like if like I said, if Jack Nicholson's not in this movie for me, I don't even think it's, you know, a, a watchable film at that. OK, point here's the thing. The, one of the problems it has and it's not a perfect movie it has issues. The biggest problem it has is it has too much Joker like the, that, that whole sequence in that museum. And then he's, they introduced the Batmobile halfway through the movie. He's like, Holy cow. What, what, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the Danny Elfman move a song. So, uh, I mean, great score. Great score. score. When he's going in the Batmobile with Vicki Vale through the forest, right to the Batcave. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. But what, what comes before that is like three Joker scenes in a row, in a row at different places. You need, I, I, if I did, if I could if I could go back in time and fix one thing in this movie, one more big action Batman action f- sequence in this movie, you put it in between a Joker scene and you got a you got a great, great movie. Uh, Instead, it's a very good movie. And to me, it's a very good movie that holds up like a, it's like fine wine. It gets better and better decades later. It really does for me. I watch oh. this movie in my ice cream parlor and on my big TV and people people will actually s- stop getting ice cream and they'll, they'll sit, they'll stand there and watch. Well, they probably don't even know what the has, hell it is <laughs> because it has so many good scenes in it. Yeah. Individual scenes in this movie are awesome. Put together. It, it's, it's, it is choppy storytelling because it's Tim Burton. It is Tim Burton. And I think he and, would and, go ahead. Cause I'm going to move on. to. And, and the end is a little, a little bit too, like when on, on the cathedral, when the Joker pulls Batman and Vicky Vale and they're hanging off the building, that's too, it's it's a different tone that what came before it and i i always had a little bit of mixed feelings about it but they 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 shot that movie without a working script they were working on the script every day as they were filming it yeah but overall i think it's a very good movie with a with so much of a fun performance by nicholson and to me a terrific bruce wayne batman and michael keaton it's flawed but i really like it 
Well, the second one to me is even more flawed by Burton, and that's Batman Returns. I did not like this movie at all. Uh, you, t- I mean, I often I, I, you and I, I have I'm argued about this huge, probably I'm for a, thirty years. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, this is all Burton. This, if you like Tim Burton, this is a Tim Burton movie, and and Batman is making uh, an appearance in a Tim Burton movie. I love Danny DeVito's Penguin. I as will call the plot. It's a disturbing, interesting. Here's what it is. It is Edward Scissorhands if he goes bad. Yeah, the Penguin. That's yeah, but- what it is. And 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 the score is great when Danny Elfman pops up out of the water. At the end, and he, when he's going uh, to the penguin, you mean the penguin? Yeah, when yeah. the penguin pops up out of the water and that Danny Elfman score, and and he's waddling, and he and you know he's weak, he's going to die. <laughs> I love that scene. You and saw a different Pfeiffer, movie than I did. Michelle Pfeiffer is awesome as Catwoman. She is good. That the best and, part and, of this and, movie and is Christopher her. Christopher Walken's good as Max Schreck. And, 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 no, and that, no. Oh, listen to me. That scene, that scene with the clown, when Batman puts the bomb in the clown, and he comes around that bend, and Elfman's score is blaring. I love that. No, it has so much good stuff in it. I love Batman Returns. I think I love most it. people are on movie. my side. It, I think most people are on my side. No. In this one. It's Listen, bad. It, it, it's no, bad. you're out of your mind. It's grown. People love this movie. No, nah, they don't. People I talk they to hate it. it. Nah. Here's here's how they should have built. And I say this to you all the time. The movie should have built Walken, DeVito, Batman Returns. Also starring Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Special <laughs> guest appearance by Michael Keaton as as Bruce Wayne. It, there's, there's nothing in this movie of Batman. It's terrible. I, I, no, I just tell me I'm wrong. It, tell it, me it I'm worked, wrong. It worked. It worked. Listen, I'm a bird. And where fan. is I Batman big... punching Max Shrek one time in the face? Give okay. me that one time. That did, OK. When Danny DeVito's penguin meets a, a Batman in the town square in the dark and he says thing, he says he, 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 he says Michael Keaton says things change. Yeah, and then punch him in the face. I want want someone to get punched in the face in the Batman movie. Listen to me. The direction, the set design, the characters. It's so good. It's so good. I I just want a villain to get hit and nobody gets hit. That's terrible. Just terrible. Now, I did think Batman Forever where Joel Schumacher takes over. Joel Schumacher take over and Val Kilmer is 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 uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. let Let me just prephasize again. What happened is. Warner Brothers had a lot of t- tie-ins with Batman Returns, with Burger King and some toys lines, sure, right? Sure. And parents, when they seen the the black goo coming out of DeVito's mouth, as the when they went, saw Batman Returns and said that movie sucks, no. change something and now, when he, and, when, when and the they changed the director. When, when the penguin bit that guy's nose and blood, and that like, and people like, oh, this is disturbing, right? What, what, yes. So they said this movie's come, awful. So Warner Brothers suits got nervous, and they said. Uh, okay, maybe we should go in a different direction. We need a mainstream director. So basically, they, they suddenly can Burton. They called him in a meeting and they, they basically talked him into leaving. Right? They didn't fire him, but they's like, oh, we want to go in a different direction. Burton says, obviously, you don't want me, and left. So they hired Joel Schumacher, who's a good director. Good director. Falling Very down, good. good director, right? Yeah. And then and then Keaton finds this out and. Knows they're going to go in a lighter, a little bit of a lighter direction. He he takes a walk, and I think it hurt. I think it that hurt Keaton's career in terms of casting. Uh, for the next ten years, he would he would have some trouble. Yes. Yes. So the so their story has it. Val Kilmer was in Africa, and it was hard to communicate with him. And they got him on the phone, and they said, "We want you to play Batman," and he agreed. Right. That yeah. set his in its documented Schumacher and, and Kilmer. It was a brutal shoot. 
they didn't get along. But he talks about it in his documentary right. too. And yeah, yeah, it, it did not get along. Uh, okay, I yeah. think he's actually pretty good as, you, as Batman. You, t- give, you give your opinion of, of Batman Forever, and, and and then I'll give mine. I actually thought he was pretty good as Batman, and of course you're going to get a great performance from Jim Carrey as the Riddler, way over the top. I don't think they needed Tommy Lee Jones in this uh, film. He, he was also horrible as Schumacher on the shoot. Yeah, horrible. and and Nicole Kidman's wrong in this film, and you did get the introduction of Chris O'Donnell as Robin. I think there's a lot of good things in this movie I liked. There's some good action in this film. I enjoyed this movie because it wasn't like the other two. So you already got me there. But mm-hmm. but this was also the the the, the it was the, a big the, hit. It, it, it was like, a big hit, a but big it was also hit. the precursor with everything that was going to go wrong with the next movie. Okay, you could see opinion. where the cracks here's, were happening. Here's in the my armor. opinion. I thought Val Kilmer was pretty interesting because he's so weird. His yeah. mind is. A, so his, I thought he sort of like he's an interesting Bruce Wayne. He's probably the closest I, to Bruce Wayne in mind wise, like just a character himself. Okay. Little nuts, little eccentric, and has a dark side. I thought the movie had a lot of entertainment. I remember this is just my mindset when I was sitting in a theater watching it. I thought it was pretty entertaining, actually. I did. Yeah, Uh, I agree. I liked Chris O'Donnell. I liked the way they introduced Robin, the circus family, right out of the comic. Mm -hmm. I thought it was well done. Tommy Lee Jones was over the top, but he was entertaining. Jim Carrey was crazy over the top, but he was entertaining. Very entertaining, yeah. Right? He... The one thing I hated in this movie, when the Batmobile drives side drives up a wall, yeah, I'm like Schumacher. Yeah. Come like on, that's what like, I'm talking. Like you I start seeing what's going wrong with Schumacher. Right. He just like, went okay, over. Okay, I, I bit my tongue. Like I don't want to see that. Like I didn't want to see that. But the movie had entertainment value, and it was entertaining, and it made a lot of money. It did, and and then, right. and then two years later, no more Val Kilmer because that wasn't going to work. Him and Schumacher couldn't tell me why they cast Clooney. I'll tell you. I know why. Well, I mean, Clooney was kind of a rising star at the time. He was just leaving ER, and uh, he, he right. He 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 was on. He he was on ER at the la- at the end of his ER. Yep. He he did a movie. He did that movie with Mimi Ledger and Nicole Kidman. Right. What was it called? That was called Peacemaker. Yep. Peacemaker. Yep. Right. Good movie. Not and bad. Wa- and what Warner Brothers did, Warner Brothers locked him into like a, a four picture deal. And they, hey, they, we control the Batman property. And they said, we want you to play Batman. And then they put nipples on the suit. And here's the thing. <laughs> Schumacher says in interviews, okay, that he made the movie the studio told him to make, which was a kid, a very kid-friendly. Oh I, say on, I say under 10. Yeah. Well, Batman. some of the dialogue Schwarzenegger has as, as Dr. Freeze is just now, over the it's top. It's one of the most overproduced movies of all time. Unbelievably overproduced. Like it's Loud, so crazy. Obnoxious. It's so, cra- it's so crazy overproduced. Now, it does have a little bit of an entertainment value if you accept what it is. Right. Yeah. Now, Alicia Silverstone. Terrible. Terrible as Batgirl. Batgirl. Right. No. The dialogue stinks. Chris O'Donnell I'm- is unbelievably annoying in, in this one. Uh, like yeah. he's I hate him. The way he plays Robin, it's like. Like slap, like get somebody slap him. Yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, to and, me, and, the and only appealing. Ca- I don't know if you remember this. He got top billing, Mike. He did. I know. I remember. He yeah. got top billing, yeah. and his lines are ridiculous. Here's when you knew the movie was gonna blow. Okay, when the movie opens with the uh, on when Batman and Robin have ice skates on. Yeah, they're playing hockey, right? <laughs> like it, it's like Mike. There's no you can't recover from that. If you no. have any inclination of you want anything sort of serious as a Batman, 
Like, can you imagine Michael Keaton doing that in Burton? Like, holy cow. No. They really went to the extreme here. This is 360 degree extreme from Burton's Batman, right? It's almost in a different universe entirely. Now, uh, listen, I could watch this movie and say, okay, I'm going to watch like a juvenile Adam Weskis throwback Batman that's geared to little kids. And I can say, okay, it's silly entertaining because Schumacher is a good filmmaker. He, he, he knows how to make a movie. The only, the only caveat that I, I found that I thought was decent in this movie was Alfred was dying in the movie, right? Yeah. So his, his poignant scenes with Clooney's Bruce Wayne actually was pretty good. They use the same Alfred in all these four movies. All by the four. Way. He was the only consistent character in all four. And, and yeah. also Commissioner Gordon. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Which Pat I think Hingle. was a mis- which I think was a mistake. Yeah, Pat Hingle. Yeah. I think the Bur- they should they should have went with a different Alfred, different Commissioner Gordon after Burton. I think what they should have done was have Billy D. Williams be Two Face in the. In- well, they, they wanted to. That was yeah. in, in the, if Burton would have did Batman Forever, that's where they were going to go. Yeah. Um. Obvi- let's. But we can all agree this is the worst out of. All of this is the worst. And that worst. was in 1997. 97. And it did, okay, it opened decent. It crashed and burned, and that that basically killed the Batman franchise for a little while because Warner Brothers knew they had a problem and they didn't want to rush another one. No. Nope. So they had a they had a they had to rethink. And boy, did they ever rethink! Because in 2005, the to- team of David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan put together a trilogy of movies that could go down in history as maybe the best three superhero movies of all time. Um, first, a great origin picture in 05, Batman Begins, then an unbelievable action movie with The Dark Knight with an unbelievable performance uh, for the record books by Heath Ledger. And to yep. me, The Dark Knight Rises is the perfect culmination of all three of those movies in 2012. So over seven years, I believe you get the perfect trilogy of movies. And it's only because you've got one of the great movie makers at the helm, and that's Christopher Nolan and a perfect, and I mean, perfect Batman, Bruce Wayne. And I say Bruce Wayne as well, because Christian Bale plays Bruce Wayne as much in as as much as as much Bruce Wayne in all three of these movies as there is Batman. And I think that's the key to all three of these movies, Chuck. He doesn't wear the mask as much as you need him to wear the mask. And when he does, he kicks ass, takes names. And there's some. I mean, I remember when Commissioner Gordon gets in the Batmobile and Batman begins to me, that's maybe the greatest scene in all of the Batman movies of all time. And it has nothing to do with Batman whatsoever. Nolan knew what he was doing. It's very cathartic. Yes. It it makes you feel amazing. It does. Here's the thing. I'll tell you a quick story about Batman Begins. When the movie was over, me and my wife were driving home. Right. And she was pregnant with my my daughter, my only child. And uh, the nurse called and she picked up the phone and she said, you're having a girl. So I'll, I'll always remember that hmm. so you do it. T- they do a test, a blood test. Sure. And so the result came when we we're driving home. Now, here's the thing about Batman Begins. I love that film. Unbelievable. My, it might be movie. my favorite superhero movie. Perfect in terms movie. of in terms of rewatchability, somebody said, watch a superhero movie with a bunch of friends. I'd put that in to me. It just it's so repeatable. Yeah, like, it's so entertaining. Michael, Caine's I feel the same way, films. Chuck. I feel the same way about The Dark Knight Rises. I feel the okay. same way. The, Here's it, what's interesting about that. And, okay. A lot of people will tell you that The Dark Knight Rises, while I like the movie a lot. I love that movie. A, it, it is a messy movie in terms of pacing. No? I, but I like I, it. I still like it a lot. I love it. I think uh, uh, Tom uh, Hardy is so good as Bane. 
a final and I to like me. Her as Catwoman. Mich- you know, Hathaway she's great really as Catwoman. Good. I know it's so he, well produced. It's so well produced. It's so ambitious. Oh, it's and so the Hans Zimmer score is unbelievable in it. The ending is a perfect ending. And I know, look, Heath Ledger is fantastic as a Joker. Don't get me wrong. We don't want to overlook the fact that got an Oscar. He did an unbelievable job as the Joker in The Dark Knight. But I think his performance takes away so much of what Tom Hardy did in the third one because people just so focused on how great he was a joker. I think he was ever just as good as a a menacing as Bane in the third one. To me, that was when Batman finally had a menace that could kick his ass back. You know what I'm saying? And I love that in a Batman. I I, got to tell you though, when Bane fights Batman and breaks his back, it's hard for me to watch because it's sort of scary. I don't know. It is, but that fight on the scene uh, the scene at the, the fighting on the, on the stairs at the end. uh, I mean, I, uh, just, and even the Matthew Modine character, there's so much stuff in that movie that I love. Nolan's so good at telling a story. He he overdoes it sometimes with his other films outside of the ba- the Batman series, but he really. You talk about someone that just is in the the the, the wheelhouse of his movie making ability. And, and it's funny movies. because Nolan is a good is a really good filmmaker. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of his other movies, other than the, the three Batman movies. Yeah, well, I am. I know you're not. I, I yeah. do love Dunkirk a lot, and I think uh, Memento's a really great movie. And the one uh, up in the Alaska with Al Pacino, I think that's a really good movie too. But I now, get what here, you're saying. He here, just tries to outsmart the audience too much. Okay, the Nolan movies. I love Batman Begins. I love it. Uh, the Dog Knight. I like it tremendously. It, it, it's a great script. The Dog Knight. The Dog Knight is a great script, and and the Harvey Dent character is equally as good. As yeah, he's great. Yeah, he, Aaron Eckhart's really good. That is a great character. Yeah, that is the fuel of that movie in terms of the, the, the adult smartness of it. And I think it peaks at the ferry. See the ferry scene in that movie toward the end. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of. That movie has a problem with the ending with the Joker it, and all that stuff. It didn't know how to it didn't know how to finish off. But it, ra- it wraps itself up beautifully in the last 10 minutes, though. It, it does. And, 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 and it ends. Well, see, the thing when that movie ends, right? When that movie ends, it, it sets up the Dog Knight Rises for something that's a little different than people got, because I think most people didn't think it would flash forward seven years. Right. 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 I thought they would just it would just be like a continuation. Batman on the run. Right. You get something different. And and then, you know, Batman's out of shape. He's going, he's been in hot, uh, seclusion. I thought Joseph Lord and uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character was really good. Adds a lot. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and when she says that lady at the end to him, when he's, when he's recu- recovering the belongings uh, of Bruce Wayne, you should go by said, Robin. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's a great that line. That says something really cool. And in, in a lot of ways, he was Robin in that movie. Yeah, right? he was. Right. And, so, and, and then when he finds the bat, the bat cave at the end, Nobody ends a movie there in Chris Nolan. Those yeah. movies ended. The la- I'm talking about the last five minutes. They're so damn good, those endings. There's so much momentum, and you're not even breaking. You walk break- out of the theater on a high. Oh, my God. You can't wait for another one, and, and you right. knew there wasn't going to be another one with Nolan. That's the incredible I, thing I, about I, it. And I got to be honest with you. I really wish there was. I, I, yeah. I would have loved to see the Joseph Gordon-Levin, like, Robin movie for, like, three quarters, and then he comes back as Batman in the last act. Almost like Charlton Heston coming back at Beneath the Bounty of the Apes. <laughs> right. I'm serious. Right. right. Like, I would have loved to see. Give me no Christian Bale Batman for three quarters of the movie. Give me just Joe, Joe, uh, Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then he goes, I, I think the audiences would have loved that movie. Well, I also want to give a lot of credit to the wonderful performance by Michael Caine in the third one as well. I mean, he plays yeah. Alfred fantastically uh, in all great. three. And, and don't forget, Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox. Oh, is he's, great yeah. he's a great character. When, when, when uh, Kane sees 
uh, Alfred sees uh, Bruce Wayne and knows he's okay at the very end. I mean, I almost cried at the end of no, the, it's a great the Dark Knight. It's, it's, it's a, a perfect way to end that film. I agree. Uh, uh, and uh, so much happens in the last two minutes of The Dark Knight Rises. It's almost a movie within itself. It's so and, good. And those movies, those movies have seriousness. The stakes are real. Right. Yes. Yes. But it, but it also has it also has humor and which fun. Is very, yeah. Which is, yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And it, I think they're great movies. Yep. I really do. They really are. They're all four. To me, they're almost all four four four, four star movies all right. to me. Let, let's move on. The next now, one. if somebody asks if you have, if you want to uh, win a trivia question at a water cooler and somebody says who played Batman in the most movies on screen, you better answer Ben Affleck because he actually did. Chuck, he played Batman in four movies including Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, if you want to get technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so getting very technical. That's very technical. But, you know, we move on to Zack Snyder. He takes on Batman v Superman and Dawn of Justice in 2016 in March. And then Suicide Squad comes out in August. It's an offshoot of a Batman movie, but it counts nonetheless because Batman's in it. Um, let's talk about Batman v Superman and Ben Affleck's debut. I got to tell you, okay, here's the thing. First of all, there really needed to be another uh, Superman movie before this movie. Probably. And there should have been another, there should have been a Ben Affleck solo Batman movie Probably, before this yes. movie. Correct. Correct. So that's one issue. Yeah, the only movie that came up before this was the Superman movie. Uh, and they introduced Wonder Woman in this movie. And they introduced Wonder Woman, yes. Which is, and, and, which is crazy. But they just, what they did. Okay, so here's the thing. As I said, I like this movie a lot. Affleck's good as Batman, too. He is a good Batman. I love. And here's again, just just in the beginning of the show, right? We talked about what is there's no such thing as the greatest, right? So I can enjoy different people playing Batman on on different levels. They all bring something different to the table. And Affleck's Batman is awesome, in my opinion. That, that, That warehouse fight scene with Bruce Wayne, I mean, with Batman, when he's beating the hell out of those people. Yeah. It is Good I still scene. think the be- it's the best Batman scene ever put on film fight scene fight scene incredible I think uh, I like this movie as well I think the problem and it happens in every it DC problems and the and it happens every DC movie they get the villain wrong in every DC right. movie that it, it, it it's too over the top uh, too CGI too craziness well, at let, the end. The, 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 I agree with that. It is I, too I, much. We I don't need to, any of that stuff. No and but to see them team up with Wonder Woman at the end that I mean, you're not going to get too much adrenaline running more than that. That's pretty good stuff. Here's what I liked about this movie. I thought in a real content, psychologically honest approach, the world would look at Superman the way Zack Snyder portrays him. Certain people would look at him as a god. Right. And the others would fear him. Right. Bruce Wayne feared him. And that's right out of the graphic novel. And that in the subtext of, of this concept that completely works That's psychology. Agree. I agree. Yes. Okay. So I thought their conflict actually was really good. Yeah. And I thought Ben Affleck was so good in this role, his rage, his, his bulk. I, I liked it. And I, yeah. I thought Jeffrey Irons as Alfred was really good. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Irons, did, right. Yeah. Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons. And, and I thought like they, they sort of hinted at there's a scene in this movie where Ben Affleck, Wait, Ben Affleck's in bed and he gets up. I think there's a woman in his bed, right? Yeah. And and it's it's very dark. And you get the idea that this is a very adult Batman. Like this is this is an angry. This is a very angry view of the world. Bruce Wayne 
And he has a darkness to him that's more than just in the mind. He, he, his actions probably, his personal life is probably darker than the other Bruce Wayne's. And I got to tell you, I, I thought Ben Affleck was great as, 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 uh, as Bruce Wayne and Batman in, in this movie. I really liked him a lot. And let, let, let's, you know, Henry Cavill is great too as Superman. And, and yeah. so is Gal Gadot. I mean, I guess the casting of, of uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Yeah. People that's I, I listen, I thought it was an interesting take. Yeah, it's it wasn't. Not, it didn't take away it, from the film. No, it I don't doesn't think it take did. away. I mean, it's not the take. I mean, it's not it's not is if they can't if, if they cast Brian, Brian Cranston is Lex Luthor. I think you have a better movie. Yeah. But, but Chuck, but I, I think like, you said it. I think you said it best. I think what we needed was a, a solo Ben Affleck Batman movie first. And because it seems like Superman they threw movie. when they made this movie, it seemed like they threw everything in the kitchen sink to get all these characters into the scene together and, and, and at the why end. Why did they do it? Because Marvel's riding high, but my Marvel, Marvel earned what they did. They did. Yes. DC didn't earn this. No, they did. They rushed it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's problematic. Having said that, I think this film has a visionary, uh, a visionary uh, take. Uh, I think this movie will be accepted down the road much more. I think people will discover this movie in 10 years and think it's very cool. That's my opinion. Well, let's move on to, you know, you bring up a great point with the Justice League coming up, yeah. you know, and how DC didn't earn it. And and, um, and they introduce and, Aquaman. In this they story. introduce Aquaman in this and the Flash comes into play yeah. here. Why doesn't Justice League? Why can't they capture the magic that we feel in the in the universe of, of Marvel? I, let, I, it, let, we to all me, agree. that's let, the only thing that's missing from these movies is like you just don't get caught up in all these characters. You don't love them all. You don't root for them all. You're just kind of wrong for a ride. And you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. They're all fighting. Now, and here, all here's the thing. We'll both agree that the theatrical tape, uh, theatrical version has some entertainment value, but it's, it's, Josh it's Whedon a, directed, it's, yes. but it's a mess, right? It is all over the and, place. And yeah. it's not the Avengers. It's and again, again, the villain is awful. You don't even understand what the hell's going on. Now, let's talk about the Snyder HBO Max Snyder's Justice League, because that that I think for serious fans will be the definitive version. Right. Right. It comes out and people are rave. You're getting raves, right? Like rip buzz rave. And I watched it and I I liked it, but I don't think it's I don't think it's some I don't think it's it it's doesn't fix out. all the problems. It doesn't fix the problems. No, but I don't I also don't think it's something people are going to say in five years or 10 years. Boy, what a great movie. I don't no. think so. It's, it, they're not. Because if I you look, like, I almost feel like it's forgotten already. I already do. I do. And then that's my I, gut feeling. It's forgotten. and DC's probably got to look at at uh, at uh, Marvel and be like, boy, oh, boy, how come they got it so right? We can't because I mean, they didn't at, rush. They didn't rush. That's yeah, why. it gets probably right. They didn't. And rush I think it. they got and I think I think Kevin Feig running the show at Marvel. He, the guy knows what he's doing. I mean, you just look at that first Avengers movie and then Endgame. I mean, those are you can every payoff works. Everything works. And in this, it's just like some things work. Some things are what are they doing? And I really it boils down to the fact too, Chuck, you got Thanos as a villain. Every great superhero movies, it's dependent upon a great villain. And I think that's ultimately what's wrong with these later Batman movies is like you just don't care about the their CGI. They're too big. Even Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman, but the end you're dealing with you're let, let facing get, let, evil in its entirety. I mean, what are we doing here? You can't kill like you can't beat them up. No. It's yeah, gods you can't, against right. gods, right? Right. Okay, now here's the thing. Ba- to me, Batman, 
like the Batman. I want to see Batman in Gotham City in his own. I don't want to see Batman with other superheroes because I he's a he's a mortal man. Right. 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 Totally different. Yeah. Right. He's now, just I, a guy. There's that really cool line in the uh, where where uh, the Flash has to in the Justice League. He says to Bruce Wayne, "What's your superpower?" He goes, "I'm rich." I'm rich. I'm rich it's yeah. fun. It's a fun yeah. line. It's I, I I I actually I actually use that line at parties. But anyway. <laughs> The irony of it all. Yes, I get it. That, right. that probably goes off big. So um, when I when I watch Batman and it, Batman is special to me because he's a disturbed character that serves a purpose and, and he's putting the greater good, which is cleaning up the city that he that he lives in over a better life as a rich millionaire. Right. Right. So it's to me, it's like looking in the mirror. OK, so anyway. Chuck, let me ask you this as we what? as we wrap. I don't want to see Batman. I don't want to see Batman with other superheroes. See, Batman in Justice League doesn't work. Right. In the a same group way setting. Right. Iron right. Man does with Thor. Right. And it just it doesn't work the same way. I got you. OK, go ahead. Let me, as we wrap up here. And this is yeah. an interesting question here. If you yeah. grab an average 40 to 50 year old guy who's a yeah. big Batman fan, loves yeah. the movies and you say, yeah. who is Batman? Who is Batman on the big screen? Well, I'm going to tell you, honestly, from from a lot of what I read on social media, because they've been asking that question a lot. Right. Most a lot of them say Michael Keaton. I, You know, and it's funny. And I would agree with you. I do agree with you. It, it, and it, it surprises me how much Christian Bale is forgotten. And, and it he bothers me a little be. bit. He should not be. He should not be to, at all. He, he to me. OK, to me. It's not one. To me, it's Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, and I, and, and Ben Affleck's very close in that solo in the in the Man of Steel, uh, in the Man in the Batman v Superman. Right. I, I like all three of those incarnations. I just do. Yep. I it's hard to agree, disagree, but to me, it's going to be Christian Bale because the movies are just get better. It. And I get it. And I and 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 they're, I think they're maybe the most accessible. They're 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 extremely well made. They're exciting. They're dark. They're, they 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 have everything. Those movies. It doesn't sound like. Robert Pattinson's going to be in that conversation quite yet. We'll see. Like I said, it's a very different. This is a very different take on the material. Well, Chuck, it was fun talking about the Batman and all the Batmans. We'll do this again at uh, a later venture. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend. Mike, uh, always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.